0: The world is yours. It's mine. It's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. I sit the Dun peak watching Gandhi till
1: I'm charred, and writing in my book of rhymes. All the words pass the mark. Welcome back to the popular of Demand podcast. I'm hey! your host, Jake. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I got my co-host Delon. What's up, Delon? How the fuck are you doing? I'm doing great. We got Cord with us today. What up, Cord? How you been? How you been? Keep that 40 on me like
2: on Zubac. We two and oh, never take a loss. Know what time it is.
1: You know what time it is. And we got we got the main man John with us. What's up, John? What's up? What's up, fellas? And you know we do. You give it our takes on basketball, music, everything in between. This is episode 74 of the Pop of the Man podcast. If you don't already, subscribe to us. Subscribe right now. If you ain't giving us a rating, give us five stars right now. If you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us at Podcast Demand. Uh, the only announcement that we have is next episode, which will be November the 4th. Will be the popular demand awards show which is basically us giving out awards for lyricists of the year album of the year producer of the year etc etc we're doing all that next monday so make sure you stay tuned for that and like i said if you don't subscribe to it subscribe now so you don't miss it so that's about it so let's get into the show first topic of the day is a topic near and dear to my heart i want to talk to y'all guys about the battle of la that tipped off the NBA season on Thursday, the Clippers, Ugh. Lakers squared off. And what felt like just watching the game and like getting a read of the intensity, it seemed like, it felt like a playoff game in all honesty. They've kind of tried to downplay going in, like Avery Bradley said like months ago, he kind of circled the Clippers on a calendar, and even the day before, I said, you know what, that's I, 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 cool, I am not, really, I don't really care about how the, the Clippers did me. I just want to go win. So I think both teams try to downplay. How important this matchup was to them? Yeah, you couldn't help but feel like they really wanted to beat each other in this game. Do y'all feel like this is a real rivalry? It is now. I'm going to keep it a buck with you for the past
2: couple of years. I going to say this. like When Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, that was the first time it felt like an official rivalry. But we all know how they turned down. So, so, so you know, Lakers ended up being like, oh, y'all ain't got no rings. It ain't no rivalry. But now it's back. We back with that smoke. We back with that action. We going at it. LeBron James can say, Oh, all ain't no rivalry. It's just a game. I know he went to the crib heated that night. You know he went to the crib heated. You don't fold like that. Just treat it like it's just a regular game.
1: And that's not. That's all to Patrick Beverly for keeping it 100. Yeah, you know, I mean, Patrick Beverly going to play their way regardless. It doesn't matter what game it is. But man. I know that the other players, I know that the Clippers on their side, they've been throwing. It seemed like the P. A team like the PA team, like they've been throwing subtle. Been like they've been throwing subtle jazz at the Lakers. But I think I think the players themselves, and this is what I feel like. I know the Clippers fans ourselves. Like we don't really care about running, LA. Like we don't care about being the yeah, the favorite know. team in LA. But we do we care about being. Some, yeah, we basically. want to be the best team. Like we we only care about being the best team. We don't care about being the most popular or anything. So with that being said, the Clippers want to be better than the Lakers, not because they're the Lakers, but because they want to be the best team in the league. So, with that being said, though, I know this is a rivalry because I know the Lakers fans want it to be a rivalry. <laughs> they, they won't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get real with you. Like in the summertime, the Clippers man,
2: we was just chilling. Like, oh, you know, man, I hope free to turn out. I hope we get Kawhi every day. Y'all ain't getting nothing. Y'all finna go back into obscurity. Y'all finna die. We get Kawhi, and we win 36 frames, to The finna be better. Day. Like it was like they stay. They. they Gonna die. I like, am talking about every single day. Laker fans is going in on it, like they were going in on everybody, but they really went in on the Clippers. Then, when Kawhi told the Clippers, it's hard to it don't even matter. AD 80, dropping 86 the first game, he hitting drop steps and post hooks every two seconds, and y'all gonna die. And the Clipper fans is like, All right, then. We'll see. Zubac should hold it down, and you know, first game happens. Zubac held it down. AD was mid, and LeBron was And that's and smoke. And that's, what, it. and that's what
1: And that's why I want to talk about what have we learned from this matchup? Because going in, I'm not gonna lie to you, Corey. I thought we were gonna get smoked for the simple fact that we don't have people. Hey, I'll keep real. With you.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, when you tweeted.
1: Hey, man, I don't
2: care about how the first game go. I said, her no,
1: don't shoot no." Win. Turn that line. Nah. Hey, you caught all these early. Nah, nah, because oh. I was watching. Don't talk about pre- my team until Paul George come back. I still, I still don't want nobody talking me about the Clippers until Paul George come back. Because niggas don't be watching basketball; they be watching stats. But I know from like watching the preseason, the Clippers struggled to rebound. The starting lineup didn't play. Yeah, we did. I don't think the starting lineup played at all. T- the entire preseason because Kawhi sat out most of the preseason oh. game. So I was like, and then the rest of the team just didn't seem like he had any chemistry. It seemed very clunky outside of like Lou Will and Harold. So I was like, okay, this is going to be legit the starting lineups. First time playing together. Then all preseason, they struggled to rebound against Euro League teams. So, that's not a good sign because the Lakers are extremely big. Hey, and the Lakers are looking kind of hot in the preseason. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the Lakers are gigantic, <laughs> and the Clippers are the exact opposite. We're very small. So I was expecting to get out-rebounded. AD's going to have, like, 10 offensive rebounds on his own. Dwight was going to have five of his own. I thought, man, you know, JaVale McGee uh. going to get in on it. You know, I think LeBron. Uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be great. But what I learned from this game is that none of that really matter because the Clippers are going to out-compete you. Straight up. The Clippers yeah. out rebounded the Lakers despite the biggest player on the Clippers is seven foot two. That's Zoo. Zoo didn't even play. He played like four minutes. So the tallest person on the Clippers didn't play and they still out rebounded LeBron James, Javel McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis simply because everybody boxed and that was out. And that's a very large lineup. That's a very large lineup. And it's because everybody boxed out. And they had people from, it was everybody from Kawhi to Shamit to Beverly to Moharkless diving for rebounds. So one thing I've learned is this: the Clippers are going to be a better rebounding team than I originally thought. Not great, but. Now see, Jordan, looking-
3: here's, here's, here's your problem right now. You are analyzing this Clippers-Lakers match matchup. You said, don't, I don't want to hear nothing about this game until Paul George is back. But you are missing the key ingredient, the extreme variable here. You are missing Kyle Kuzma. Who is the most important player? This, look at the this
1: theory.
0: nigga.
3: Look at this nigga. <laughs> now, when, when this lineup...
0: Hey, is don't about, forget Rondo.
3: And, Ron, and, I guess, uh, and Rondo, when we got LeBron at the one, Kuz at the two, AD at the three, whatever the
1: fuck they're trying to run, it's going to be a different game. Jesus Christ. So I'm going to tell you what. Why, they're running off lineup. I will say this. While Kuzma is not as a high-impact player as Paul George... The absence of Kuzma was a pres- was apparent for the Lakers because they needed somebody else to get points for them. They need somebody else to score it. The Lakers was kind of they were kind of even though the Clippers started out shooting like I don't know, like 15 percent from the field, like the Lakers couldn't break away from them because they were struggling to score. They were struggling to shoot. Uh Troy Daniels hit some threes. I'm pretty sh- I'm uh, Danny Green went Danny Green crazy. Went crazy. Yeah, he went absolutely crazy. I'll tell you who did shoot. Who that?
2: The runaway prisoner, aka young convicted felon, aka not a Detroit legend,
0: oh, big facts, aka oh.
2: Mr. Zero 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 and Zero plus thirty minutes.
1: So okay, so like we talk about what we learned from this game, I already knew Contavious Caldwell Pope was trash. So I ain't going to. St- Can't really speak on that. I already knew that. Yeah. A- Let's well, see, Avery Bradley actually looks better than I thought he was going to look. He still pulled out the signature long twos, which you don't want him taking, but you know it's Avery Bradley, so he going to do what he want to do. Long. Uh. But only, like my main takeaway, as far as the Lakers go, is they can still be—they can be really good defensively. They could be, but you know, they, they still. I'm actually, i actually—I learned that watching the Jazz game, watching the Clippers game. They didn't look all this great defensively, except in the beginning. But that was—that seemed more like the Clippers just missing shots than the Lakers being great on defense. But Kyle Kuzma, they, like I said, they need him for scoring. They need him. They need him to come back and be that third scorer. And shooter, because it looks like LeBron wants to play a more passive role because he gave the ball to AD a lot. And I'll say too this, much. But, yeah, too much. And like, I think I saw somebody tweet that Anthony Davis, I think they said that he did like 7%, 7% of his um, possessions was out of isolation last year. So he didn't really just one on one a lot. With the Pelicans, yeah, it felt like on the Lakers, every single last Lakers possession was Anthony Davis posting up. Go, AD, go, and he just just forced that. I mean, you know, in theory, you got a dominant big man, so you think that would work, but while he did bulldoze through more, yeah, he did bulldoze through more Harkless and a couple of other smaller players lined up against him. But Zoo, I think he was like 0 for 2 against Zoo, I think he was 1 of 4 against more Harkless. He struggled to shoot from outside the don't paint. Patrick Patterson. Oh, that's what I meant. Patrick Patterson. I don't know who I said. I said Pat- See, he was Zoo. He was 0 2 for Zoo and yeah. 1 4 against Patrick Patterson. Like, he just struggled to bully them into the paint and then shoot over them outside the paint. Ultimately, I don't, the main takeaway from this game is that there's nothing to really take away because both teams weren't, aren't at their complete rosters. The Clippers yeah. will be better, the Lakers will be better. But it's encouraging to see because the main, the main thing I thought was gonna kill the Clippers was the Lakers' size, and it looked like that might not actually be a biggest issue as I originally thought.
2: Did not play, did not make a difference at I all. I think the, my main. I will, thing, yeah, about, I, I will say this, though. will say about the Lakers. I truly feel like, and I don't know. Okay, you know, I'm gonna blame Frank Vogel. I'm, I'm starting off I'm real blaming the coach. I feel like. He went into the game thinking, like, oh man, we just gonna feed 80. I'm almost like, I think 80 is great, but he's not Joel Embiid. Like, you just can't feed him in the post and expect him to just make magic. Like, that's not the type of player he
1: is. And see, the thing he is. And
2: another issue is that I think LeBron, almost like, I think LeBron looking at 80 is like, oh, okay, he gonna alleviate all the pressure off me. Well not, well, not all the pressure, but he gonna be the main scorer. And even though I think 80 could do I just can't see like the main score every night. Like, LeBron still got to be aggressive. I don't care if he's 35. Like, you, LeBron James, you got, like, you got to put those
1: numbers in. And I'm going to say Can't this. I will say this. T- going back to what I said, there's no main takeaways from making this. I say one thing that needs to be monitored is Frank Fogle. Because I thought it was, as seen how many posts they ran with AD. Kind of Even how good AD is. I thought it was weird they didn't run more pick and roll with LeBron and AD. Just straight up, you know, AD setting on the screen and rolling to the basket with LeBron driving. Like, it was so strange. We didn't see more of that action. But I guess it's because they starting a five at center. So it's kind of harder for them to do pick and roll without clogging up the paint. But that just goes back to uh, AD yeah. crime about not wanting to play the five. So I don't want to be a center. Those are the two things that need to be watched, Like how long they go before they start playing AD exclusively at the five and they get rid of the fifth. You know, they, they move JaVale and or Dwight to the bench permanently. They did in the second half of that Jazz game. Like they started AD at center, and they kinda, that's when they blew up the Jazz for real. Shout out to L.A. for giving one. That was a very exciting basketball game. So I'll go into the next stop. Uh, T-Pain's uh, newest tour didn't do too well and had to be shut down a lot earlier than T-Pain anticipated. And it was reported that it, you know it didn't do that well. And then T Pain got on Twitter and said, "If only people publicized um, the actual tour and talking more so than they're talking about how bad it did, then the tour would have done better." And it's actually a shame to see somebody as great as T Pain struggle with this. And I absolutely think I absolutely agree. It's kind of crazy that he's getting all this free pom- promo for his tour, and now the tour is over. You know, I guess that's how the media works. My question to you guys is, what is your favorite T Pain memory? Yeah, man, hold my favorite T Pain memory
2: is my family making me uh, perform by you drinking the family. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> was what
3: I have? so many repressed memories of family making me perform something at a family reunion or a birthday or something hey, like that. What's what that, is... that? What's that? What's that stinky leg? Is that a stinky leg? But no, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. But wait, <laughs> I think I, I think I underselling the fact that Core's parents. Made him sing. I'm gonna buy you a drink. Yeah, in yeah. a family, in a yeah. family
3: You know, it could have been in love with a stripper. So,
1: but yeah, you, I was it, just about to say. it. Yeah, like, it could have been. I,
2: I think I seen that too. I may have. I only remember. What the, Cole, what the? the Cole, what kind of
3: nigga? In a family of had you doing uh, hey. T-Pain's greatest hits?
2: Hey man, I ain't gonna hold you. My family's had me doing like all type of performances. It's no, 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 no. Like that one y'all was playing the guitar, man. They just had me turn for no reason, nigga. And you did it, and that's not, okay.
1: Yeah, and then, why cool. you more? Of a, you're more of a performer. I realized. Yeah, Corey, cool. it's not like I'm saying facts off the podcast, you Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Young child star. <laughs> Let me see. My favorite tea. <laughs> Let me see. My favorite tea. Pain memory, uh, has to be okay. So I was a big Chris Brown fan. And my brother ended up becoming a big Chris Brown fan because of me. And so I remember when Kiss Kiss came out, you know, the Nappy Man. Boy, Pretty Boy thing. So my brother would always do the Chris Brown parts, and I would always do the T-Pain parts when the songs would come on and on the radio, <laughs> on 106 <laughs> and Part, it, <laughs> it didn't matter when. So yeah, that's something y'all can tease Clay about later. But that's, that's probably know. my favorite that's that's probably my
3: favorite. Oh, definitely favorite. bringing this up, man. Mine. <laughs> so back in what was it, like eighth grade, mm, seventh eighth grade, my mom was dating this dude. Uh, he got me a present for Christmas, and at that point, I was a really, really, really big Ti fan. Yes. Uh, so I had been mentioned I wanted Ti album, but he didn't really listen to rap, so he accidentally got me the T Pain. Now, <laughs> Jesus
1: yeah, he Christ. Got,
3: <laughs> he got it, was three rings. That the song that album had chopped and screwed, freeze featuring Chris oh. Brown, can't believe it featuring Wayne, and then it had uh, oh, had therapy with Kanye, and then it had a uh, karaoke, which is a song where t where Pain was just rapping for a mean three minutes. I'm like, hey, he was spazzing on this song, he was spazzing, and that album that mistake gave me such a deeper appreciation. For T Pain. And that's when I had like a six C D stereo in my room, so I was wearing that album out. My <laughs> six C D stereo. Man. <laughs> I was wearing that out, paper trail. There was a time.
1: I'm gonna say three rings was an incredible it's, album. And it, it was, was and my favorite aspect of that album was the music videos, like the cinematic universe he created. Mm-hmm. Like you remember how it was like I think all of them had like a I wanna, like it was like a, all had a circus theme to them. Yeah. It, it was yep. it was real dope chopped love that apple. Chopped also one of my favorite is a classic also t-pain responding to doa one of my favorite t-pain moments when he did karaoke oh, and yeah. he stopped and he turned the um auto tune off and he started rapping and i was like oh i didn't know t-pain could do this i mean he always said rapper turn singer but that was a little bit before my time so i never thought to actually go back and listen to when he was rapping and then I actually went back and listened to him rapping. I said, oh, damn, T-Pain can really rap. That's my favorite T-Pain moment. Why do y'all think that legends like T-Pain struggle to tour? Like, Because everybody, I think everybody definitively knows how good T-Pain is. We all have fond memories of T-Pain. So why is it when T-Pain goes on tour, there's nobody there?
3: I don't I don't know if T-Pain struggles to tour because he did, gave a really logical explanation. He was like, yeah, we rushed and we tried to put the concert together in a month and then come together as we should have. People weren't promoting it, yeah. they should have been promoting it. So I don't really think he struggles to tour necessarily, but there is a really weird there's a really weird time period um of rappers who were super big, they're super big to us, but they just got there right before social media slash yeah. Twitter slash streaming became a thing. So that makes it really difficult for those artists who, like, like the people in like Wiz Khalifa era, like that. It's kind of like
1: they're at a weird corner okay. all the time. But you, know, yeah. but you know other, but you know other genres. They have people that like make music in the '80s and niggas going tour tomorrow, and they'll have sold out shows. I don't know, fam. I'm gonna
2: say this. I don't think, think the
1: seagulls popping like
2: that. I think did, fam.
1: Oh, okay. exactly. <laughs> All right, but
2: right. yeah. those
3: are artists who their music came out at a time where, see, these artists came out where they had blogs that had the internet. They still had accessibility, but it wasn't as instant ing- yeah. and and instantly gratifying as it is now. But those aren't you mentioning. Yeah when they dropped they dropped a single that was like they cut a record they had to send that record around people had to live with that single for a mean 3 to like 5 months before they put out the next single and then they put out the album so people when they have greatest hits they are greatest hit singles and then the album came rollouts used to be 2 3 years back then now people don't really have that cuz you're getting a new song so often they don't really have greatest hits to live off of no one's going to the beatles not the beatles the eagles Reunion concert to
1: hear their new album. No exactly. only on
3: the Kiss concert for the new album, they're going to the greatest hits one last time.
1: So wait, is this T Pain concert not? Was it not going to be, you know, T Pain's best? Was it promoting his new stuff? I think so. Hmm.
2: I think so. Could could be wrong, but I think so. And I'm not gonna Listen, hold you. King okay. Crimson, they drop an album every week. And don't nobody download it. I'm only listening to the
1: one album. Wait a minute. Do you guys one. remember what? Y'all yeah, guys remember T-Pain, I kind of like, T-Pain kind of just completely became super irrelevant. He just kind of came back out of nowhere when he announced that he was going to finally release the T-Wayne album. Did either of y'all listen to oh, t yeah.
3: I listened to T-Wayne
1: album. I, I did not. I, that shit would have banged back then. But it, you could tell that it was old yeah. music, but it was yeah. actually really good songs on there. I just, I didn't know if you guys had listened to it. I was just curious. So the next topic I have for you guys is a topic about progression and regression. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give y'all a random NBA figure. And I want y'all to tell me if y'all feel like they're going to progress this season or regress this season. And number one on our list, I want to ask y'all, Andrew Wiggins, do y'all have him progressing or regressing? <sighs> I have him uh-huh. progressing.
3: Now, here's why I have him progressing. Okay. Because I think, mark my words, I think this is finally the year that we get him off our books in Minnesota. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think he's going to go (laughs) somewhere and he's going to flourish. Maybe that's Charlotte. I don't know, but he is going to do better under some, I I don't know, some different lights than Minnesota where he is asked to be a different role. His first year where they're like, do nothing but score, do nothing but put up an insane amount of shots. He was doing okay. So maybe that's the Andrew Wiggins we need to see in the team that doesn't have any potential of a playoff run so he can do that.
1: Well, see, this is the thing about it. In order to move Andrew Wiggins' colossal contract would mean that a team would have to send other very good players back, or at least at least solid to decent players. So who believes in Wiggins that much? And like, the or some
3: very end? overpaid players yes yeah, so Or, so, or a team... That is about to lose somebody with free agency or
1: to some other purposes, and they just
3: need to get something, something. in return.
1: Okay, so but in order for him to get traded, he would still need to show that he's actually an asset, like a positive on the court, and at least through these first two to three games. Yeah, useful through these first two games. It's like he's been purposely trying to sabotage cats and amazing Listen, games.
3: Someone is going to be because, mad and damn, desperate in February. I hope,
1: I hope not. Uh, John and y'all? I want to oh, leave,
2: but every year it don't happen. I
1: stuck so, with him. So, so Corey, you gonna think he's gonna keep regressing?
2: Oh no, actually, Loki.
1: I think he ain't got no tools to improve, honestly. Yeah, well, we thought that last year.
0: What about you, John? <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I don't, I don't want to say regressing, but it's kind of to the point. What the line said was like when when he when he was like having the ball in his hands like a lot like he was putting up like solid numbers but he was just very inefficient so like i i haven't i haven't looked at the the box scores of these other games but it seems like pretty yeah it does it doesn't seem like i I can't i can't tell if he's just not getting as many like opportunities to no no he gets attempt to shoot okay yeah so that's i think that's what it (laughs) is because he's like I don't want to say a volume score because like even when you're a volume score, you tend to even if you do score. shoot a lot, you you score. So he, he's like he's like a volume <laughs> shooter. I wouldn't say a volume score, he's a he's a volume field goal attempter. Um, and I,
3: I will say when it was crunch time in that game against the Nets, he was performing very well. It just took till crunch time, and we were only in crunch time because he was doing so poorly in advance that we were in that situation. Yeah. But when we got Damn. there. He was doing very well
1: the last three minutes. No, so you just, just had to wait to overtime so he could finally start playing better. Play bad the entire game and say, you know, play bad. All this good overtime. Maybe I finally start doing better now.
0: The boy said, "Mama mentality. I'll show up when when I'm needed." Man, <laughs> 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 Relax. Uh that
3: time.
0: Relax. Uh, I'm gonna go say he's gonna regress. Like I, I, I,
1: just given up on him. He did from watching the games. Like his problem was he doesn't rebound. He doesn't create opportunities for others. And the shots I saw him take were outrageous. And his shot making has not improved from what I can tell. So make so he's still making terrible shot decisions. He still isn't creative for others and he still isn't rebounding. I have no hope for Andrew Wiggins.
0: And Wait, this yeah. is from-
3: what, what is his regression though? Like what, what is worse?
1: Well, the thing is, yeah. I can't say regressed. I guess it's more so I feel like he's going to just stay bad. You kind of can't regress from bad to worse. He's already a net negative on That's- the court. He's already a net negative on court. Like, he's already detrimental to the team. So, to say he regressed means he gets hey, to come. Josh from... Smith. I'm telling you, he's pretty bad. But at least Josh Smith won playoff game, so relax on that. But,
0: um. I mean, he may all Star teams, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Dang. Andrew Wiggins, I, that just don't seem like it's in his, um, future right now. So.
0: And he not, in Minnesota,
1: though. It's different. I mean, Cat, look at Cat. Minnesota would be booming if it was, um. Yeah, look at Cat. Cat is balling, so that can't be no excuse. He nigga, a nigga from Canada. Hell. Yeah. Shout out to Canada, though. Six, 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 six. All right, oh. next one. Steve Kerr as a coach. Progress or
0: regress? Regress! I mean, but is that fair to say? Come on. that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, the nigga had KD for three seasons. <laughs> he had, even before KD was there... <laughs> he had he had and clay like he had like he had a unanimous mvp uh steph and then uh they had one of the deepest benches in the league i mean and we called
1: them and people call steve kerr a good coach because he had those players so
0: i mean i i I, I I get it i I get it but at the same time it's like like the, the like the thing is like you take that same team like the year before like when mark jackson had them and they were a first second year they're the first second round exit as soon as steve Kirgis there implements his offense to those guys then they you know even before kd there they went to the the finals what two three times in a row yes so i i see what you're saying i see what you're saying but at the same time i feel like i feel like it's easier it's easier to say he's a good coach because i mean you have to have talent in the first place like you know you can you know it doesn't it doesn't matter how great of a coach you are you ain't got no talent you it, you know it, it you know the coaching only gonna take you so far so I, I think when you take some of that top end talent out and plus the second best like two two of his top three players are gone his uh he, they don't have Iguadala sean livingston has gone the shit Stein not even playing so it really like it's really the it's really just Stephen d'lo and kevon looney like come on <laughs> like phil, phil jackson and phil jackson couldn't do nothing with that come on now so I'm gonna say this. So you, do you think? So do you think that Steve Kerr would do anything during the season to
1: prove he's a good coach? Because even when you have lack of talent, you can the the discipline in your teams can still be seen. Like kind of like a uh, Coach Poe with the Heat, it was still apparent that he was getting his players very good looks and creative plays and creating opportunities for them. They just weren't talented enough to execute the things he was laying out. Same thing with with um, Doc Rivers with the Clippers for the past couple of years. The teams Popped weren't as talented. Atta- yeah, or well, Popovich. The teams aren't as talented as recent, as past years, but the teams, the players are put in such good positions they still thrive. Do you see that? Do you foresee that Steve Kerr, like, showing proving that he's a good coach? Core, uh, DeLon, y'all see regression or progression?
3: Ree-
1: <laughs> I see regression myself. Uh, I thought not I'm
3: not gonna finish
2: that I'm gonna
1: leave it.
3: I'm worried. I was. <laughs>
1: Y'all know how I feel
2: about the Warriors, so you know what time it is. It's no. rich for and, the, all
1: of- and the thing is, I still think Steve Kerr was a step above um uh, Mark Jackson. But one of Steve Kerr's biggest falls. yeah, I think he's a better right. coach than Steve. I think he's a better Mark coach. Jackson than Mark. Mark Jackson did have the power of crush. Shout out to Kanye. Shout out to Kanye. But at I the think- same time Go ahead. Go ahead, go
3: ahead. I think I think I'm gonna call um I think I'm gonna call Steve Kerr a good coach at no, he has D'Angelo Russell. I want, I want fifty-five. If he, if he, if he's in the forties range at all, then it, eh. if he's in the I'm, low fifties, nah. Come on, wins. He, I gotta, I gotta see. <laughs> oh
1: no, <laughs> no, <Those laughs> not get, they not getting fifty-five wins. The, I think they might. I they, nah, I know they got D-Lo, but that team is atrocious. <laughs> de- that team is atrocious defensively. That team has no depth. I say if he gets fifty wins, that's more so proof that either Steph Curry is a god, or that Steve Curry is a really good coach. And that's what I'm saying. They get fifty wins, if they get
3: around there. And that's what. Like, if, if it's less than that, I'm gonna call it a regression. Cause, okay. Because he okay. has, if you think about the piece that he does have, D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry, that is so much more than half the league has.
1: True. So and Draymond, so we forget we're forgetting Draymond. Yeah. Stop. So if.
3: This <laughs> 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 This is in 2012, uh, 2013, but yeah, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it 55. Okay. Other than that, if they get around, if they get around 47 to 55, I'm gonna say that's Stephen D'Angelo. If they get anywhere above 55, I'm like, oh damn, Steve Kerr did his job. If they get lower than that, everybody need to go.
1: I'm gonna see. I'm gonna say regression because thing is, I learned a couple of things about Steve Kerr. He did make a lot of bad decisions in terms of rotations and lineups. So while the offensive system he implemented was a good one, because the Mark Jackson didn't really have a philosophy before that, it was just give Curry the ball and pray. But you know that's nice, but they just didn't work in the long run. So uh, it didn't make them, it didn't maximize their ability. So I believe Steve Curry's ability X and O is just lineups and rotations are bad. And I think that you know we have superstars in your court. It doesn't really matter who's on the court with them. As long as you got one of them out there, things kind of work but now that he has to manage these young guys and always make sure he has a functional lineup out there at all times you can't just experiment and say oh you know i'll just throw five random people out there and uh steph but then steph goes to the bench like who am i gonna get some out of i think those those bench lineups and minutes are going to be a testament to how good and creative steve kirk can be as a coach but steve seemed like he, he seemed pretty defeated after that that um clippers loss. He was like well, you know this is the reality we were in another world when he had all that talent. <laughs> now we're in the NBA. I'm like, so he was talking like somebody who would already given up. So, we'll, we'll see. He's like, we'll see. Uh, next, Kyrie Irving as a leader. Progression or regression?
3: I'm going to say progression. I think that the Celtics truly were just not the fit for Kyrie. And I think the Cleveland situation was pretty self-explanatory. Um, and especially since... He's going to have his moment to be the guy while Kevin Durant is gone. That's
1: going to give him, you know, that ego boost that he needs to thrive. I'm going to go progression. He seems to – I kind of thought he he loved the Celtics too. So I know it sounds kind of – not hypocritical, but it sounds kind of contradictory. But I think he really loves Brooklyn. I think he's really embracing the city. And I think he really wants to lead these guys – the the Nets uh, were a really tight knit group already, and it seems that Kyrie is embracing them with open arms. I would I would just like to think as wise as Kyrie is, he he would recognize that things didn't go too well last time. Let not let me not alienate all my teammates this time. So he seems to be having fun right now. I'm gonna go with progression.
0: Gordon, yeah, uh, oh,
1: go
0: ahead. I'm I'm gonna go with progression too. I think there's a lot of different. Uh aspects to it like one you know he playing at home um two it's like you know he's he's gonna be like the the guy like you know like you said like while kd's out and then plus uh plus even even when kd comes back even though kd is obviously the superior player no no offense to kd we all know he a beta male you know what i'm saying he is cool with giving fact, the hand in the can keys over hey you yeah know what I'm saying? He is cool with handing the keys over to whoever want to take them. He just want to be there and just get buckets. And Kyrie is cool with that because Kyrie is a great player. And you know he, you know I think I think, it, I think it's, it's like a nice little ego boost that somebody who was like, you know, even as great as Kyrie is, knowing that somebody who is like a superior player than you is cool with you being the man. And then too, and like you said, like New York, like the Brooklyn, they already seem like a tight, tight fit. Um before he was there. I mean, you see you see what that with that CD, you know, that move did for D'Angelo Russell, like the disaster that got him out of LA. So I mean, for some reason it just seemed a, you know, course a Detroit, the city of second chances, but I don't know. It's looking like Brooklyn so far. So we'll see. So I also say progress. I, I think I think uh Brooklyn, they they looking real good. I mean you saw you saw how how you know how tight they were, you know, how Kyrie was super emotional after dropping that fifty. You know, because it was the anniversary of his grandfather's death. You know, and then you know he missed a game when a shot. You know, and they was all like on his back. You know, keeping his head up, that type of stuff. So yeah, I, I yeah. think I think it's I think uh I think it's gonna be a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out of Brooklyn these next couple of years.
1: Corey, you gonna go? You gonna go with it? Agree with all of us, or you gonna go against the grain like he usually do? Hey man, John hit the
2: nail on the head, my guy. Okay. I wish Kyrie Irving nothing but the best, and I think he gets unfairly criticized for the Boston situation. I feel like there was a burning ship before he got there, and the younger players thought they had more clout than they actually did. And I'm glad that he's on a happy, cohesive, non-dysfunctional, functional team that he can thrive in. And with having KD next to him, they get going to ring sometime
1: soon, or at least I hope. NBA viewership this season because of parity. Do y'all see a progression
0: mm.
1: or a regression? Do you guys see NBA viewers going up now that there's not a clear favorite in the NBA? Hey, man, I'm gonna keep it real with you. This little China situation might go down, not go hold. You. Ah, yeah, I yeah, and, yeah, including China. So, y'all yeah, see, you wanna say regression? In that case, I'm gonna say regression too, because yeah, without China, this definitely you should definitely gonna go down. Yeah,
0: that's that's gonna that's gonna be a, a big uh a big I wouldn't say a big drop but i think it's gonna be a marginal i think it's gonna be a marginal uh decline yeah but i said china's a big country and the niggas love the
1: nba so yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty big substantial drop in viewership off based off of that alone so we'll, we'll go only dennis robin can save us yeah, only dennis robin can
0: save big us. big facts
1: i want
3: to say stateside uh i want to say stateside is probably going to be a progression um, due to people actually being excited with basketball and the possibilities of the championship. However, I will say with the youth demographic, it'll go down because the Warriors were a very, very important part of kids and, and teenagers and their participation in the NBA, um, which, you know, I don't know how that's going to affect the league, how much they give a fuck. But I do think you know there will be down.
1: Well, kids typically just roll whoever the best team is. So like, and there's not a clear best. That's you know actually that's very true.
3: I see every kid that I've seen true, Steph Curry true. like last year. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Warriors jersey, all that jazz. They they are like bandwagon fans. I know it doesn't really matter because they're kids but you know that demographic yeah. is going to be down a little bit and i don't know if that's going to affect like like little jersey sales that kind of stuff but you know it's kind of a strange situation
1: i got you so uh, last one i have uh jason tatum actually we already did something Celtics related i'm gonna do this markel Fultz, progression regression
3: he literally cannot
1: regress <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say yeah, he ain't he, he, he got nowhere to go. You can but only up. go up. Well, nowhere to go, but up well, he went from being able to be an NBA player to not having arms. you could go to not having legs next. So, yeah, if we be, if we be
3: technical, what's that show? What's that? What's that one show from back in the day? Where they didn't have arms or legs.
0: I know what you're talking about. Uh, the oblongs, oh, the oblongs. oblongs. <laughs> Markel up. Yeah,
3: like the oblongs and the magic jersey.
0: I'm I mean,
1: because I'm, I'm like I said, <laughs> nobody could have guessed he'd forget how to shoot. So, yeah. So, but yeah, as far that's as fate. regression, yeah, I, I kind of agree with y'all. I can't see it um, not progressing. And the fact he's on the court now actually playing, then that's actually a progression from, you know, last year. He's looking nice.
0: He yeah, he, 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 he looking He's looking pretty, pretty, pretty smooth.
1: He, I was watching the
0: Magic game. He hit a three.
1: I can't did any airballed one, so, you no. Know. His shot still looks ugly. His arm probably so. just stopped working halfway through it like his shoulder just kind of drop. Remote remote control died. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see him progress. simple fact he gets to play. He's still a very good defender. He's still his athleticism is very much there. I've seen him do a bunch of of um put back dunks in the preseason and so far in the regular season. I've seen him go coast to coast and dunk over defenders and finishing at the rim he's very good. much good in those aspects so as long as he's on the court doing those things and passing and rebounding he that's a progression from him not playing at all and doing none of those things his shooting that's probably a different story if you want to talk about progression or regression but I don't I I can't see I actually don't see it getting better this season I think it'll be about what it was before hit or miss mostly miss so on to our next music topic of the night. Let's talk about Illmatic or let's not talk about Illmatic. Nas pretty much came out and said that he's tired of people celebrating Illmatic every single year. He's like, I made other music. Like, come on, let's talk about that. Do you guys feel like we live in the past too much in hip hop?
3: 1000 fucking percent. Yeah, That's the most no doubt. thing about the genre.
2: Glad somebody
1: said it.
3: I was going to write. Go um uh, yeah, you know i'm sorry
1: um i think yeah Anytime you say you're a thousand percent on in on something usually a rap follows
3: yeah man it's like niggas can't quit living in the past i forgot who it was as soon as i started saying it, y'all probably remember who uh they were talking about like the 50 best rappers list and they're like why are we still raking like rock him and like dmc and all these people so high when the people after them are literally supposed to be getting better and it's like yeah that's true i don't think they can rap with these same people like that like people live on these classic fucking albums so much because it was a different time and really it's these old ass niggas in here protecting their shit like and, and it's it's, and all... it's so fucking annoying no one listens to that all the time like that and and what? and and, and, and ilmatic it's great Nas has other albums, and there are other albums that are just as good as Omatic.
1: Okay, so yeah. I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say this: in terms of Nas' album, it was written as a really good album. Yes, but everything after that kind of pales in comparison to it. So, if I say, like, stop celebrating my album I made not, you know, 20 years ago, I got other music, then you should probably put out projects as equal because nobody's talking about Nasir or the Lost Tape 2 because they suck. So be glad. Wait, oh, hey, boy, people are talking Hold about up, was great because people be talk about Nasir positively. So be glad. <laughs> positively, <laughs> I was about to say to slander it. Yeah, exactly. But man, I was saying like this: this artist, like Wale, who put out great music in the past, but people don't even talk about it anymore. They only talk about his most recent bad stuff. So I bet, I, I bet Wale would have very much appreciated if people celebrated his old stuff every single year. So, I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But at the I same time, so <laughs> I think Nas has a point. I think people and DeLon, that we do live in the past too much. I, but at the same time, I also a believer and um, uphold the tradition and also recognizing, you know, the front runners, like pay, paying them their respects. But at the same time, I feel like we get too caught up in it.
3: We get too caught up. And I think that it really prohibits progression in music and i there's 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 looking back towards the past and holding things up to those albums in a sense it's like not even competition it's just in a sense that people are trying to protect what they like when they're kids and all that kind of stuff and another thing while we're on the subject i don't think that every rapper needs to have an encyclopedic encyclopedic diction like not dictionary encyclopedic knowledge of the past of hip-hop like of course know your past know your stuff all that kind of shit. But like, Lord Jamar really like would call somebody out if they don't know, like, who had the number one single back in, like, if you haven't, like, heard that Curtis Blow album all the way through, like, if you ain't, if you don't know the words to Curtis Blow, like, these kids are out here, 16, 18, like, like, I'm impressed when they have through the 90s knowledge.
1: And see, I think, I'm gonna say this, it's usually, it's usually people been like, fuck Tupac but i think I that's only that that's niggas.
3: that's just trolling yeah. those people who do that it's a, it's a small minority
1: though nah because i know like like what was it what's the name little not little yeah it was little Zane little Zane like he was one of the people that did that he was like man you know fuck, fuck them niggas I, I think i think i try to hit little yadi with that once and i was you know doing people like little yadi like yeah. that that's wrong and eh. honestly he's like hey, he he dodged just smoke though he did uh there was another artist like look i want to say they, I, I didn't do it, that it though I not did they do all three periods like that? Yeah. Wait, but O3, a real, gangster, I'm a real LA
2: gangster. Everybody just didn't say nothing.
1: Yeah, like I said, but this thing about it, like a lot of these young guys, they come out saying stuff like this about older rappers. And then that kind of leads the older audience to feel like, how in the world are you trying to make rap? And you can't even respect people Was who make good rapping. you just that's a cheat because like those people
2: okay. I'm, gonna, I'm so, okay, I'm, okay I'm gonna say this though in their defense when they be doing interviews people bring them type of artists up when they know them kids don't know nothing about that. like i got like my like like if my youngest brother started rapping tomorrow if you put him in a room and say hey man name me five biggie songs
1: he gonna look at you like you crazy my, And y'all know biggie my favorite rapper but he don't know the biggest song i i really never paid attention to the context of those interviews, maybe that's something we all should do. But, but I never quite understand, like, why is someone asking Lil Xan about exactly to begin with? Because, like,
3: if you think about it, like, this person who asked him this was 15 in the 80s, which means they were 50 in the exactly. 80s, You're they right. were going through young adulthood in the 90s, they're old as fuck in the 2000s, but they're there, and that's when hip hop became super commercial and marketable so it's everywhere and then now it's you, you are able to catch up on things so that means you were there for an entire 40-year scope i was born in the mid-90s was a child of the 2000s so in the 2010s if you get mad at yeah. me for not knowing what the fuck happened in the 70s and 80s like that fuck you <laughs> <laughs> <Just fuck you>. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because this just is, isn't about me because I, I listen to that music but still like why does why are we so in the past like move the fuck forward while still having respect and like of, of the of the people who did that stuff but like damn why do you expect that of people
1: i think the only people did that i honestly think it's an age gap
2: because yeah. if you look at the age gap between like the people from their era of hip hop, like like the majority of these new rappers, they like 15, 16, like these are legit kids who rapping. And you can't expect somebody who was born in 2002 These to know don't even who know was the
3: 1983. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. These exactly. niggas just
2: learn a lot. Like, like we talk about teenagers who ain't graduated <laughs> high school. I'm
1: like
2: I remember when Lil, I remember Lil Uzi doing an interview and they was like, "Hey man, what you know about P Rock beats?" And he was like, "I don't rap all those beats. I don't know who that is." Like Lil is like twenty five. Like I'm, I'm keeping it real. He probably know more Paramore songs than he know cool G rap songs.
1: Oh, definitely. But see, I'm gonna say this: Niggas little I think the only people, I think the only people That's who should fact. be held to that, I think the only people who should be held to that standard as far as like knowing hip hop history and stuff like that, are kind of like people like us who try to talk about the culture and try to speak on the state of hip-hop i don't feel like we could i don't feel like we should be talking about you know like this guy's music sucks or i don't you know i don't appreciate this or i think this guy's the best rapper ever if we're if you're on a platform talking about rap i feel like you should know rap so people like the lord jamar's like that's his job he's supposed to know that kind of stuff that that's kind of our job too like we're we're supposed to be knowledgeable about the things we talk about but a rapper's job is literally to create music this creating creating music doesn't require doesn't require you to know about the history of that music now i will say this in my in my opinion the best rappers the best musicians the best artists tend to have a good grasp know the history. of history the ones who don't tend to be terrible because they have because the thing about because <laughs> the thing about making music is if you don't know what resonates with people then you can't make Good music yourself, but by knowing history, like what good and that had an on, yeah. If you know what good rap sounds like, then you can make rap that's good. But if you don't, it's probably it's a lot, it's significantly hard to make something good if you don't know what good is. It's kind of like the problem with, I, like, you know, I hate bringing up these people, but like Drake fans who, Ooh. favorite rapper is you know Drake, and they think he's the best rapper ever. And then you ask them about other rappers, they don't really know that much about them. And that's well, kind of the reason why they don't have- Well, a, they wouldn't, they they wouldn't be a, wrong. No, nah, I don't know about that, John.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What? What? We ain't, we ain't what going- What did he say? We ain't going <laughs> into that.
1: My point, my point is, a lot of people who say rappers like that, or even like J. Cole, you know, they don't really have a strong, they, use, they tend to not have a strong background in hip hop. And that leads them to not, you know, Recognize guys who actually can rap better than those guys. That's because they don't have a frame of reference. So it's just like that. It's just like that for um. So if you listen to just Drake, then yeah, it makes sense why you think he is the very best. Or you listen to just Drake or or, or other radio rappers, then yeah, Drake is significantly better than most radio rappers. So it makes sense why you think he is better. But if you listen to the whole scope of hip hop history, then you would see better, and then then and that would as an artist that would lead you to be able to recognize that huh i see all ranges of hip-hop i can create my lane here and be great in this way but that's that's only but that's like i said that's up to the artist at that point i can't fault them if they don't listen to really good rappers and be able to build upon that that's that just makes shit harder for them in my opinion i think i got a hot take on this what's that
2: and i feel like this is the main issue between hip-hop and rock music the one thing I would say, I, and I honestly speaking, I think hip hop. I think I'm gonna say this: the one thing we have in common with rock music is that we all love, like the top tier legends. But the difference between hip hop and every other genre of music is, we live in a culture and we support a culture that only supports the best. If you're not top one, top two, top three, top five, you tend to just fall off, and people just treat you like you know you, you just some random person. And when we look at like i don't say there's like the artists who complain about not getting the shine they were never really like top three top five like the jay-z's the Nas's, the big daddy canes they gonna always get love no matter what but if you somebody like Lord jamar who was a member of the group and you weren't even like the best member of the group people tend to not pay as much attention to you in hip-hop whereas you look at rock music they look at who's the most influential who got the sound that we like so when you look at young rock artists when they come out they might not care about every single band. They probably don't even know how their history. But when they do an interview, the first thing they gonna say is some underground band that sold 15 records was the was the group that inspired. I think with hip hop, we love we love showing loves of people that already love. If you're not in the upper echelon, we tend to toss you to the side. And
1: I think that's the reason why a lot of our legends. Don't get the sign that they should. Well, that goes back to uh, what you told me a long time ago, Cole, when we talked about like older rappers and why they tend to have a harder time making music that resonates with younger crowds. It's because hip-hop is called hip-hop, as in yep. you make hip what's music. What's, what's new, hot? what's hot, and what's popular. So, of course, in hip-hop, nobody wants to talk about what's not popular because that's the opposite of hip. So I think that's why um, that's those fact. guys in the middle, the guys that around the bottom, in terms of popularity, can't get that same recognition. Or even like those who were not, like those guys who never saw the top, like a Jay Z. That's why they can't ever get that same um, credit. Kind of go back to T Pain. Like that's what I was talking about earlier in the podcast. Like, why isn't he able to build off of what he did in the past and still be able to tour and you know do the same kind of numbers and stuff and get the same kind of love? Jay Z killed him because auto tune isn't hip in the same way that it was in the past. And that's just the bottom line to it. So nobody appreciates it like they shoot it. But that's all I got on that topic. Uh, I want to move on. Uh, this is... talk to you. I want to talk to you guys about DeAndre Ayton. Ayton Ooh. has recently been banned twenty five games yes. for being testing positive for a diuretic that was banned from the NBA. So for those who don't know what a diuretic is, a diuretic is basically something that helps you um, urinate. And the reason why it's banned in the NBA is because athletes in the past have used diuretics to flush illegal substances Mostly steroids. That's what, was, that's what people you really used to use it for in the past. Steroids, they used it to flush out their system so you wouldn't know they were on them. As well as, you know, things like marijuana and cocaine and all the other crazy shit niggas be taking in their free time. Rich people be taking and poor people too. So, that's <laughs> Yeah, I realized everybody do drugs. So I don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh, Yeah. do do y'all feel like this was Oh, also the most important fact is they retested him and they still don't find any other substances in his urine or in his body so he still didn't Uh, didn't actually test positive for any of those things I just named so despite that he's still facing 25 the MBPA is trying to figure out (laughs) a way to, to decrease his suspension was this too harsh
3: okay so I don't think that he I don't think they overreacted at the moment Because the thing that I do like about their drug policy, you know, unlike the NFL's, you you know, like how you'll get suspended one game for, you know, beating a woman and then five games for doing drugs. I do like the NFL or the NBA is like very like black and white with their drug policy rules. Now, the fact that nothing else was tested after that, that's what's going to, you know, sell me because deandre plans to appeal it if i don't see a reduction in the appeal then i'm going to think that it's uh od
1: from my understanding they says that he has to prove that he unknowingly ingested a diuretic that um it's basically say he has to he has to be able to prove that he unknowingly ingested it and he didn't know what that diuretic would do
3: i can see that
1: i, I don't know how how he's gonna prove that unless he was prescribed it by a doctor, prescribed saying,
3: it, nutrition plan by like league approved trainer, something like that. It,
1: yeah, you know, it's it's gonna take. Which I feel like that be be cleared up pretty easily. I would think, but he said he said in a tweet that he unknowingly put something in his body that he wasn't aware of. How you gonna prove that? Like I said, without a document from like a trainer or a doctor, I don't know how you can say, hey, I went and bought this diuretic on my own free time. I just didn't know what it was gonna do. When you you should have in that case. Like I that's otherwise otherwise I don't see how you can appeal it. I, I think that it was too harsh for the simple fact that like I said, it's it's usually the is usually used to clear out um steroids. So performance So it makes sense to a league all about competitive you know fair competitiveness and stuff of that nature would be very harsh against those kind of things because if you get caught for smoking weed i don't get banned 25 games like you just no. like you actually if you actually get tested positive for marijuana you don't get banned 25 games i'm 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 almost certain that's not true because it's i, I could have sworn larry sanders and get kicked out the no now if you get now if you get caught doing heroin words oj mayo you gone OJ, what's oj mayo on heroin or was he on Myth? I think it was MIF.
0: I mean, he was in Milwaukee.
1: Could be both. Yeah. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. He was actually in Indiana, so you're still right. Damn. Damn. I mean Ice. shit.
0: Shit, what else? What else is there? Oh, wait, do wait, with wait, the wait, wait wait wait, drugs? wait,
1: wait, 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 My bad. OJ Mayor was in Milwaukee. I'm thinking about Tyreek Evans. Was it Tyreek Evans?
0: Recently? Yeah, he was he was in Indiana. Uh, yeah, that was this this yeah, past season. Yeah. yeah. Like right yeah. right at right at the right at the uh, end of the season. So unless he was doing one of those two.
1: I, I, like I said, I don't see why he would purposely like. If you, I don't think you're trying to match that, you know, marijuana. If he was, he would like like a couple of day passes. But like I said, the NBA's only trying to keep make sure people aren't using performance-enhancing drugs. So I understand why they're using this penalty to keep people from doing it. It's just funny that he got suspended and got tested immediately after the Suns got a very convincing win over another team.
0: Hilarious. (laughs) They was like, "Oh, you juicing, juicing,
1: man, some (laughs) man." Man, no These niggas are really competing right now against the clippers. I'm hey, sitting here watching it right now. I, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing right. That man, man cam in the crib doing voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> son. Son's all hail the sun. It's <laughs> Prince son. Suns <laughs> Nation. I heard from Phrases Sun like Escanore.
0: Yeah. Hey, Sons 2020 champs. Nah, you're gonna yeah. little too far <laughs> now.
1: You see, you see, hey. Sons Nation, baby, <laughs> you already know what it is. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> all right oh. so i got some we got some questions today from our, our demand mailbag so let me see what we have for us today so the first question of the day is a who app, whose gospel album slaps more yay yeah, or snoop this is from ck this is from ckit3 on twitter
3: I'm gonna keep it a buck. I never listened to that Snoop Dogg that Gospel album. I listened to that. I didn't either. I oh, God, God Wait, you, know what's, you know what's sad,
2: though? I listened to that
3: Snoop Lion album. I listened to that, a- that
0: yeah, yeah, Snoop, a- Snoop Lion album. That was all right. That was kind of hard. Snoop Lion was pretty, was pretty smooth. I ain't gonna hold you up. What, what's the name of the Snoop, the Snoop Lion I, I album? The
2: forced me to listen to it, every song kind of slapped. I ain't gonna even hold you. I think it was just called
1: Snoop Lion. Okay. I had to go check that out. I asked, because I saw this question, I actually went and listened to the Snoop dog gospel album and i have to say that the snoop dog gospel <coughs> album does indeed slap more than kanye's album and it's simply cool. because snoop Dogg out al- gospel album isn't really all about snoop Dogg. snoop dogs kind of like the he's like the engine he just occasionally pops in kind of like with some kurt franklin stuff but it's everybody else in the background doing the album know, but that's what i'm saying a lot of the songs, it's like it's more like a compilation album because there's some songs that don't even have snoop Dogg on it it's just real gospel singer- singers the moon, on there goodness making very secular and contemporary music, and it's good. And even the songs that Snoop Dogg is on are really, really good, and it made me realize some elements from Kanye's album that was missing. So what made Kanye's album a gospel album? One, he talked about God. Two, he had a choir. A lot. <laughs> but that's about it. That's that, that's that's where his similarities with gospel music end. Snoop Dogg's album had organs. I could hear a tambourine in the background. Damn. Like, you it really made me think of Down South Baptist Church gospel music. And for me, oh, it's slapped in. Yeah, for me, that's like, there was even one song that sounded like a blues song almost. But I was so confused when it came on. I was like, bro, what, like, did I switch it over or something? Like, 32 songs I played this morning while I was listening, while I was um, studying. It was great all the way through. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's a lot of songs. It's a gospel. See, that's another thing. How many? No yeah. thing. Gospel albums slash songs take hey. very, very long, and Kanye's album was very short, so. Hey, man. You tell them they ain't going for streaming you numbers? The third song. They the 32 do, songs. They don't care about the streaming they numbers. Go, it's for they Jesus. They
2: going for the repayability of the streaming hey, numbers? It's not a The only stream that matters
3: is the stream way to heaven. Exactly. exactly. and Speaking about this, Kanye, album, I saw a girl on Twitter tweet Lol, Kanye trying to trying to commercialize Christianity. Oh my god! <laughs> in a Twelve million dollar house and has a fifty million dollar net worth. Oh this happened god. long before Kanye West.
2: I love my black people so much, but I like bro, yeah, I don't know white. what they be all She was white. She was white. Man, man.
1: That's hilarious. The I ultimate. deal with
2: my wife. But man, I don't know what y'all be on sometimes, but <laughs> y'all are bullying.
1: That was a, That was a prime time to a very, very bad joke. So I'm going to keep going. Our next question is from Edwin J. Gray, 97. Who's better, Wentz or Dak? Do you think the 49ers are for real or not? This is a little bit outside of my jurisdiction. I'm not an NFL guy. What?
2: Hey, man. uh. Yeah, I, I I just I just watching what Tom Brady turning up. That's the only person I see on the
1: team. I'm
0: gonna tell you what I got. Tom
1: Brady
2: miles. I got, Bird
0: in my house. I, I, was, I was gonna say I, I know me and Delon we, watch we, football, so yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna let Delon go first.
3: Uh, I think that Carson Wentz is the better quarterback, but Dak is in the better situation. So it's kind of hard to tell, really, because uh, the Eagles have a trash O line. All their receivers are like 33, and Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Where Dak is more of a model of consistency. And I do think that the 49ers are the real deal, but I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is
2: that piece that's making them the real deal like that. Whoa! wait, 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 wait. You talking about former New England Patriots, Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, you're former a former
3: fa- New England Patriots,
0: Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, you're a fa- Jimmy Street. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey man, hey man, put some respect on his night a legend. So uh I yeah. I, I agree I agree with Delon on uh on both fronts, like the thing with With uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, we saw we saw what he did uh, that year that they won the Super Bowl. If he didn't get hurt, he would have won MVP like like almost unanimously. Um, I I do. I like I like both guys a lot. Um, I think I think in Philly, when Carson Wentz is healthy, he is the number one option on offense. They run the offense through him. Um, So, you know, that that's what a franchise quarterback is being about running the offense through your, you know, through your quarterback. And in. In in uh, Dallas, as much as I do like Dak, um, like like the line said, I mean they have one of the, they they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, even with two of their guys being out indefinitely. Um, and they have one of the best running backs in the league, and and Zeke. So I think I think and
3: Cowboys Amari Cooper. Yeah,
0: and, and Cow- Cowboy amazing. Amari Cooper is leaps and bounds better than. Um, Raiders, Amari Cooper, like it's literally night and day. Cause he was he was pretty good in in uh, in Oakland, but it's it's literally like it's every game now. He was inconsistent there. Now he's like every game he's balling out. He's you know he's due for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, now, is this inconsistency is that due to more car or you think it was just him? I think it's both. It was both because it's both because I don't. I'm not a. I like Carr as a person, but as a quarterback, I'm not the biggest Derek Carr guy. But also, um, Amari Cooper led the league in drops for like two, three years, so it True. was it was definitely it was definitely both. Um, but yeah, and then with the whole uh, San Francisco situation, yeah, uh, that that San Francisco defense is terrifying. Um, they are very good. I, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason, or we all know he's not the reason why they're good, but I do think he's still getting his legs under him um, from his injury, and they just traded for Emmanuel Sanders, who even at 30, he's a very, very good um, receiver. He was putting up great numbers even with Trash, Joe Flacco this year, and that, <laughs> quarter, that quarterback carousel they had last year. So um, now they actually have a number one receiver, and they have uh, – not Christian Kirk, but I can't remember who the, the rookie that they the guy they drafted last year. Um mm-hmm. and, and they got they have they have like three running backs who could all debatably be starters and other teams in the league. So I think if uh I think if Emmanuel sets into the offense, I think if him and Jimmy G have good uh have a good rapport going into the rest of the season, I could definitely see uh I could definitely see the 49ers making some. I mean they got Kyle Shanahan too. Like Kyle Shanahan is 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 a guy with the playbook. So um, I definitely can see them making noise uh in the in the playoffs.
1: Okay. So next question from one of our loyal followers. Triple O Stones. All right. Hear me hey. out. Y'all seen the Matrix? Yeah, I know how Neo wasn't the the one, but we all okay. Wait, let me start over. All right, hear me out. because this, this is a very trippy tweet. It's a very trippy tweet. All right, hear me out. Y'all seen the matrix? Yeah, I know how Neo wasn't the one. But we and he all thought he was. Then it turned out. To, then it turned out Smith was the key to breaking the matrix. Is Kanye Neo?
0: <laughs> I did, I, bro, Man. I was waiting to see where that question was going, and that is not. That is not where I thought it was going.
1: It's Kanye Neo.
0: <laughs> I'm lost. I rock the question.
3: Man, see now here's here's the, here's a real question. Let's say that Kanye is Neo. Who is Smith? Cena? Right. Jesus Drake. Like
2: Last <laughs> one, he like said Drake. Twitter. Oh my
3: god, it might be Drake. It, it, it has to be Drake because if you think about it, Agent right Smith it was this evil overlord who ran the matrix, like Drake is. Yep. Every time somebody else comes from underneath, yep. they say that Drake is threatening them, Drake is trying to stop their bags. Drake has a bunch of yep. minions, just like Agent Smith. Drake multiplies, just like Drake has a bunch of clones.
2: And right. <laughs> the most
3: important part
2: when he gets you in his clutches. He takes over your body and absorbs all your skills. Shout out to I love
3: Mackinac. shout out to party next door. I
2: love uh
3: who else? Everybody up. in the over basement. Facts. Man. Agent Smith does nothing. Agent Smith does nothing but stalk and pray and chase down. And we have Drake driving by your house beeping, you know, the <laughs> left, in the left, in the right, then the right. right. Well, fuck he is comparing pool. Drake might be Agent like Smith. One. Drake is the one. Confirmed and then if you think about it think about it last thing stay with me agent smith was a part of the code a code that he didn't write himself Ooh. A code <laughs> that <laughs> someone go. wrote
2: for
1: him oh that's God. all i'm saying. say
2: drop some mic. i'm gonna leave it there
1: okay i never watched matrix so wait, i can't confirm on. or deny any of that
2: wait, wait hold on who's the oracle that's there, there, another important question who's the oracle
1: i have no clue oh i don't know man i don't know this is too deep we'll leave leave that for another day george smith (laughs) (laughs) okay wait hold on. is rihanna the oracle
2: yeah i might need the oracle she goes missing for years on advance you only hear from her when she got something going on and she disappears yeah is everybody good little two pieces of advice
1: goes on to live her life smoke a cigarette that's what we always (laughs)
3: looking for for the
1: answers that all that definitely sound like Rihanna. <laughs> okay, so we got one more question. Dog, I could actually cut her name out. So, uh, wow. Didn't mean to. So I can't remember what her ad is, but I think it's xxx. I'm um, dope. I think that's what it is. So she asked. So basically, she quoted a tweet, and it was a tweet of KCP mugshot, and it says, "Man arrested for stealing sixteen million dollars for the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers." She said, that. "Can y'all?" <laughs> and she said, "Can y'all discuss if KCP is actually this bad or if it's just Twitter slander?" The
0: I mean answer Numbers, that qu- numbers don't lie.
1: The, the question the answer to answer that question, as John just said, it sometimes never- they ain't lying. They ain't
3: lying here. No, yeah, no, no numbers here. don't
1: numbers don't lie. Niggas just use numbers to lie. That's that's the difference. Hey, but I like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely he's absolutely terrible. Like he's he's a I say he's a good. To decent defender, I'll give him that. But as far as everything else, rebounding, passing, shooting, he's pretty bad. (laughs) So pretty much he's bad at everything and just decent at defending, which negates, which is negated by how
0: awful he's on everywhere else. I mean so he like that's so crazy, like how 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 a drastic of a drop off he did from when he was in Detroit cuz i mean he wasn't like great in Detroit but he was solid he was like you said he was a good he was a really he was a pretty good defender he was like one of the you know better like mid tier like perimeter defenders in the league he was a mm-hmm. solid to good three point shooter like spot up mm-hmm. but man as so, as soon as rich paul got him in the bag in LA man i don't i don't, it was I, a, I don't know it, it was really it was yeah, really the first back like last season, like he just
1: wasn't really that good. He had some good games. Yeah. But uh, like ultimately he just wasn't he just wasn't there. And it's so and to which Paul would for giving that second contract because he didn't deserve the second contract he got. Yeah, he deserved, he got it anyway. barely deserved
0: the first one. I don't know, no, man. No, he didn't. Something something I, I thought he was gonna turn over
1: LeBron, but they didn't
0: even have him. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. You 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 would think playing playing with one of the best passers in NBA history would set you up, but shit. I guess not. So so the thing is, Dang. it sounds like his pissing days were more of a fluke.
1: And this is the real KCP. Yeah. What? Well, I- actually,
2: you
1: can come back to Detroit, land a second chance. you do you, Cor, do you no, it's always open? Do you really want KCP?
0: I'm not even a Pistons fan, and I don't. <laughs> I, I just I I want to be optimistic.
1: John said, don't bring that nigga to But on career. that note, to That's... all
2: the Laker fans out here. If y'all really feel like he's a nuisance and you want him gone,
0: vote for Kamala Harris. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she'll, she'll keep that nigga locked up. She'll th- throw the house on, that nigga. <laughs> I'm house on that nigga. I
1: think that's hilarious. I think that nigga. I, th- I think that's still probably one of the more hilarious things that just doesn't get really get talked about. That nigga was playing with an ankle monitor on. Bro, that boy was on house year. arrest. Whooping. <laughs> He NBA? was on house arrest. No, hooping. no. no. It's the fact no. that he went hooping. That's what hurt. He was exactly. And the thing is, he wasn't on house arrest. Then he had to go back to prison after this the game. Like, he was going, to, he wasn't going home. He was going to jail.
0: That boy was, hey, he, he was on work release. <laughs> nigga, nigga was legitimately.
1: <laughs> that boy was in the NBA on work release.
0: Oh my God.
2: I was like, bro, he got to have at least two 20-point games. Did absolutely nothing. Not he would have been a legend.
0: Facts. He, would, he really would have been. I'm going to tell you what. Shout out to Rich Paul. Facts. He's a damn good agent. Hey, facts.
1: <laughs> but that's all I got. Any closing thoughts, my guys? Uh, my my bro man. Stream
2: T-Pain. Oh. Uh, uh
3: I have some clothes to clean will
2: Yeah.
3: Always always shooting clean. And uh Luna, don't forget Luna. Um oh, so, yeah. stay in Luna. First off, gentlemen, it is almost time to vote in your local election, so make sure you do that and I don't want to hear you playing for the next two to four Big years. Facts. Hey. Um, Big facts. Big facts. Also, breaking news! Shout out to Russ, aka Diet Fabio, aka Rap Game Russell Brand, aka Rachel from Friends, for putting the pause on Dad's 300 at a festival today.
0: Streets Streets yes,
3: Street say he approached he did what Streets say he approached them at the concert or at the festival about some song lyrics. Snuck him, ran to his trailer, and let security continue to put the beats on him. So shout, hey, out the Russ the light, shout out to the white legend. Shout out to the white legend, Russ. You talking about the young wavy hair Godfather? Young wavy head, independent, quote unquote Godfather.
1: So you Russ mean Corleone tell me that Russ, bag? you mean man. tell me Russ slapped this man and then his goons beat the hell up out of him as Russ walked hey, away? Hey, the yeah. like, wait Russ. You gonna put some respect on his name, Jordan? Now I'm saying this is. It sounds it sounds hard in my head, but at the same time, why didn't I don't know? We know
0: that's as hard no, as
1: it's it no, 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 no. No, we know Russ about his goon shit. We know that's, that's that mafioso shit. You don't let, say that's that know. Italian shit. That's cool. That's cool.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool.
1: You you do you do the main disrespecting, as in you slap somebody. That's just infinite disrespectful. You slap somebody, slap, and, that's somebody that's and you let your goons finish them. Like that's what that's what bosses do. Now that's not you know that's not gangster. That <laughs> nigga move out the cold though. Yeah, he moved by yeah, different man. code. Russ really in the mumble rap three different times. You hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boy, boy Guap got that on um, platinum plaque though shot of code. Yeah, he
2: also
1: got a hand. Prompt. Oh wait, It's oh, <laughs> wait, 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 called down like the scammer dude. Scammer? Yeah, that was, I was ain't hear scammer too in my buggy. I'm gonna be honest with you, fan. I I really don't I'm not real I'm real at that familiar with Guap's music. I you know then ain't that guap that he definitely scammed somebody. It's guap d 40 Damn man, Rush slapping the lean out of the niggas. You hate to see it. <laughs> if you were, if you remind <laughs> me, we'll talk about uh, scamming rap next time, Core, because you I feel like you got an opinion on it. Not an opinion. I don't know what that opinion is. But I feel like you got an opinion on it. <laughs> hey man, shot to Lil Yachty. Top three scam oh, rappers of all time. Big facts. big facts. But all right. Uh as Delon said, make sure you vote your local elections but also be prepared because this week we're going to decide who wins the pop of demand awards and we're going our next episode will be us discussing that so make sure you tune in thank you all for listening to another episode of the pop of demand podcast make sure you tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast see you then